With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Wow, so that was just completely, completely awful. I can't come up with barely anything at all positive to say about the Steelers being 11-0, which they are. They're still 11-0. They beat the Ravens 19-14, and yet everything went so, so wrong all through that game last night at Heinz Field. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. If Daily Shot sounds familiar and you're new or semi-new, I was doing one of those podcasts covering all Pittsburgh teams for a while, decided to split it up. Now there's one every day on Steelers, Penguins, and Pirates. If you're a hockey and or baseball fan, I can ask kindly that you check those out as well. In season, out of season, doesn't matter. It's always time to talk about our teams. The only thing, or I should say one of the only things that came from this game that that I liked was the reaction. There was a part of me that was at least braced for Mike Tomlin and and maybe even his players to try to put some kind of positive spin on this or to come up with excuses uh, for what happened. There was a little bit of that, the latter, although they kept saying, well, it's not an excuse, but, and then they would talk about the difficulty of adjusting to the game constantly being delayed and things like that. But for the most part, They didn't. Uh, For the most part, it was, as the coach succinctly put it, a sucking. (laughs) Yep. Be prepared to play that one on infinite loop for quite a while. That was a legit two-word answer that Tomlin gave when asked to explain how he could attribute the eight receiver drops and all the many failures in the red zone. That was it. That's what he came up with. He also had more to say. This was this was maybe his strongest statement. Uh, we did enough to win, uh, but that's all. Um, it was really junior varsity, to be quite honest with you. Uh, and it was in all three phases. We couldn't run the ball effectively when we needed to. We dropped too many significant passes, very catchable, makeable passes. We didn't make significant plays in the special teams game. Our kickoff coverage unit wasn't good enough. We turned the damn ball over. Um, we gave up big plays in critical moments on defense. Can't have it. Uh, they converted a, a, a long run on a, on a possession down before the half. Unacceptable. They had a 70-yard touchdown late in the game. Unacceptable. And so um, 
we're, we're fortunate tonight. Um, it's good to, to proceed um, with the victory. I acknowledge that, uh, but not a lot happened tonight to be proud of or to be excited about other than that. Thing is, he's right. He's right across the board. The Steelers were terrible at run blocking. And and for the record, he made a special point of emphasizing the run blocking versus the running backs. The Steelers did almost nothing up front of their offensive line in terms of creating holes. They also were, as mentioned, terrible in the receiving area. Uh, it's not just the wide receivers. Eric Ebron had three drops. Uh, they, they were just they were dropping passes right between the numbers. Not every pass was completely perfect, but when you throw fifty of them as Ben Roethlisberger did, you know they're they're not all going to be threading needles. Catch the ball. Hang on to the ball, for that matter. I didn't even mention the two fumbles that were punched out that, fortunately for the Steelers, went out of bounds. Those were also receivers. I mean, if you really want to get technical, Ray Ray McLeod's brutal fumble on what would have been a punt return, he's also a wide receiver. You know, chalk that up there. Three wide receiver fumbles in the same game. Eight drops. If it wasn't for James Washington my guy, and he's been my guy for quite a while now, and I keep advocating for him to get in to more games, to see more snaps, to get more targets. If it hadn't been for him, everything about that particular position would have been a disaster. Awful. Just awful. The the defense wasn't any good either. 70-yard touchdown at the end. Uh... Terrell Edmonds whiffing on a tackle, which is something that he very rarely does, but certainly did. RG3 running up the middle like it was seven years ago for big gains. These are just, you know, and you're facing an opponent. I mean, to to repeat the obvious, that they dressed 36 guys. That's like that's what Clareton High School brings to a game against Avella. You know, this is this was a joke. This game should have been a joke. And it turned out to be one, really, for all the wrong backward reasons. The Steelers embarrassed themselves. They embarrassed themselves. Let's just call it what it is. They can only be grateful beyond words right now that that game wasn't put onto national television, whether it was last Thanksgiving, whether it was Sunday, whether it would have been Tuesday, or whether it was this, or even Wednesday night instead of the tree lighting. I'll bet the tree lighting was infinitely more entertaining and efficient than anything we saw in this fiasco. This was a joke. I'm not ready to bury this team Overall, like as an entity, okay, they are 11-0. and 0. They are going to make the playoffs. They are better than most of the teams in the AFC, as their record has shown. And they are equipped, as I'll get into in the second segment, 
to replace the two key players now, including Bud Dupree, that they've lost for the year. They're not some lost cause. This is a team that can still get better, but we keep waiting for it. You know, we keep saying, well, this was a, you know, a, this could have been a tough loss, but they eked it out, and let's see them learn some valuable lessons from it. Aren't they getting tired of the valuable lessons? They've played 11 games now. Do you know how many of those 11 games produced a thorough, consistent 60-minute result? By my count, one. That was Cleveland, 38-7 over the Browns. And that was way too long ago to even feel like it matters right now. Otherwise, it's been first half here, second half there. Uh, Let's go to Dallas. They don't have any players. We'll take them lightly. And then, you know, you almost blow that one too. What is with these guys? I, I, I know this. Again, they're at least saying the right things from the right people. Ben Roethlisberger had stuff to say about this as well. Well, I think it speaks to the the strength of the team. Um, you know, when we're disappointed after winning a football game, um, that's a uh, you know that's the feeling that not many people have. And I think part of the reason we have heavy hearts too is is because of our chaplain lost his brother this week. Um, obviously, not knowing what's going on with Bud. Um, you know, so, so there's a lot of, of heaviness going on right now in this locker room. We've got three football games in 12 days, just a lot going on. So mentally, um, you know, we're, we're getting into that mental warfare, if you will. So um, proud of the way the guys won the game today, but, but we've got to get ready to keep going. Well, good. Good for him. He's certainly not the problem. He's the only reason this team is undefeated. He's the only reason this team won that game last night. And he hasn't been his best. Tomlin and Roethlisberger, Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt and Marquise Pouncey and everyone else in that room who is either a leader or purports to be a leader needs to start taking charge of this. It's not cute anymore. It's not okay to just eke past a crappy and or decimated opponent. It's not. At some point, you have to start ratcheting up. At some point, you have to start acting like a contender. At some point, you have to start angling toward a Super Bowl. Otherwise, you're just wasting everyone's time. Man, after all this, I'd sure like to think that isn't the case, you know? Get a little bit jacked up for Monday against Washington. Manufactured if you have to. Do whatever is needed. But find a way to not just beat a team, but get better while doing it. Pummel them. That's how you do it. You're facing a team that you should beat. Another team that you should beat. Go crush them. Improve a little bit. Get serious. When we come back... Um, I'm I'm not done. (laughs) I'm not done. But I'm gonna I'm gonna swing it in a different direction.
like if the performance of the Steelers wasn't miserable and discouraging enough, losing Bud Dupree was honestly that much worse. Bud is one of those players, one of those special players, and special people too because of his his motor and his drive and his relentlessness that makes a team a Super Bowl contender. You need X number of those guys to win a championship. You need players on your side for whom the other team has no answer. That's a lot of what Bud brings. Bud opposite TJ, each one of them legitimately makes the other better. It took Bud a while to start translating what everybody knew was better production than what some on the outside were criticizing him for. But Bud found a way, not so much last year, but really the year before, in a quieter sense, to slow that motor a little bit and stop running past the quarterback, stop running past his target to become a more patient edge rusher. He also became, unbeknownst to most, an outstanding elite run stopper from the edge. That's not easy to do. That's not something that everybody does. That's something that kind of was passed along to Bud, even though they weren't exactly friends from James Harrison. There was an understanding that if you're going to play this position, you can't just go after the quarterback. You also have to own that edge and not let running backs get around there on you. No one was beating Bud. It's a big reason the Steelers' defense has been so good, not only against the run, particularly on the edges, but also in containing mobile quarterbacks and how they've frustrated guys like Lamar Jackson in the past. And one of the reasons that a lot of people thought that they could present Patrick Mahomes with something he wasn't used to seeing if and when the Steelers and Chiefs were to meet in the playoffs. But we'll see. I mean, the Steelers are saying, and Mike Tomlin told us after the game, that there's still an evaluation going on, but they fear that it's an ACL tear. And, you know, these these doctors that are there on the spot, they're pretty good. They don't need MRIs to know if somebody's torn an ACL. Um, regardless, they've said they're going to do a further evaluation, and they expect to have more known later today. Cross your fingers and whatever else. If not, if not, the Steelers are not left bankrupt at the position. If you've watched Alex Highsmith in his limited snaps, in his more extensive but still not high-profile work on special teams, uh, this is a player that the Steelers feel so strongly about that really he was going to start for Bud in 2021 regardless because Bud was going to be a free agent and the Steelers would have no chance whatsoever 
of coming up with the kind of contract offer it would take to keep Bud here. And that's still true, by the way. So now what happens with Alex Highsmith is you just hit fast forward. Um, he's got to get uh, up to speed on being on the field all the time. He's got to get up to speed on facing opponents who don't know or study his tendencies. And he's got to produce. He's got to produce because if he doesn't, you know and I know that not only are they going to take Bud out of the equation, they're going to take TJ out of the equation because now all that attention that they were forced to spread on both edges can now just shift over to TJ, put an extra blocker on TJ, put a tight end on TJ, and neutralize him the same way you would a baseball player with an intentional walk. You just say, you know what, we're not letting you beat us. It hurts. I, I, I'm not trying to uh, go happy spin with this. It hurts. This one hurts a lot. This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. When they make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping their promises for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You can learn more about them online at lgkg.com or give them a call at 888-842-5454. This is... This one's tough. Bud, Bud is tough. You know, I didn't even mention that Bud's pretty good at dropping back into pass coverage, too. Uh, and when you think of the things that made the Steelers a potential contender going into this season, it was exactly what I just mentioned. It's the word special. They, they had special guys on defense. And at least potentially, at, you know, a pretty good offense with, with Bennett quarterback. But the defense was the thing that made it. And now you've taken two first-round picks, two high-octane, high-efficiency guys right off the field for good. We'll see, though. There's nothing about Alex Highsmith that I've seen to date that I haven't liked. Um, he's got everything that you'd want at that position, and he's more polished, particularly in terms of pass rushing skills, than you would expect from a third-round rookie out of a small school. He's got, he's got what it takes. He's going to be that guy. But to use that term again, this is now about fast forward. This is now about putting himself into the best position to make an immediate impact, uh, to function maybe not even so much as himself, but as more of what Bud was doing to make sure that the Steelers' defense has some continuity and that it, in particular – Again, to emphasize this point because it's so important that defenses do not feel comfortable 
double teaming TJ because now you're yeah <laughs> that's that's uh, that would be a two for one loss that this defense definitely could when we come back just one question At Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. And today's Just One Question comes from Alex Burles, and She asks, so do you think our season is over? I mean, Bud's one of our most important players. Do you think we can still win games defensively without him? I'm very worried. And then she adds a sad face at the end to emphasize the fact that she is, in fact, very worried. I never have a good counter to a sad face, Alex. They look so sad to me. <laughs> you know, even though it's just a colon and an open parenthesis, they look very sad. Um, I wouldn't be sad about the Steelers' defense. I wouldn't be worried about the Steelers' defense. For now. For now. I still see so many pieces out there that other teams don't have, can't have. We're still talking about one of the most solid defensive lines in football in Stephon Tuitt, Cam Hayward, Tyson Alualu. We're still talking about T.J. Watt. I just finished before the break telling you my thoughts on Alex Highsmith. He's got to prove that. Vince Williams has been one of the better inside linebackers in football in 2020. We've talked about the safeties. And again, if you take away Terrell Edmonds' missed tackle on the 70-yard touchdown, and I know that's an easy thing to say, he and Minka Fitzpatrick have been really good. Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson have been really good at corner. So it's still... A very, very good defense. I don't know that I'd call it great or potentially great without Bud and without Devin Bush. But are they good enough to win a championship? Yes, dot, 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 with some help. I have maintained from the beginning that this offense couldn't afford to just stay ordinary. And they can't. They can't. Even if you're thinking irresponsibly way too far ahead to a potential showdown with the Chiefs, and let's do that just for fun because we can do that even if they can't, there's no way you beat Kansas City without putting up 30 points. I'm sorry. There just isn't. Anyone who's seen Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and everybody else at Arrowhead fling the ball around and score seemingly at will in some games knows that they're going to you know you're you're really achieving something to hold them under 30 
no matter what kind of defense you have. This offense, it's got to get going. It's got to get serious. It's got to hold on to the football. It's got to start playing like it means it. It's got to start playing like James Washington plays, like Ben Roethlisberger plays, and a couple other guys. But I don't see enough of that on that side of the ball. I didn't mean to hijack your question there, Alex. I hope I answered it. I'm grateful to you for sending that to me, and I'm grateful to everyone for listening. We'll try this again tomorrow. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your bike, your computer, your window, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home, car, and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you own a firearm, it's your responsibility to store it safely when it's not in use. Choose a system that works for you. Cable locks, lock boxes, and gun safes are some of the most effective ways to protect your family and keep firearms secured. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure and find out how to get a free firearm safety kit. Visit projectchildsafe.org. That's projectchildsafe.org. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance.